Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing well. Shall I? I'm sure everyone's been waiting with bated breath. Oh, I bet you they about have. Yeah. My dentist story. Well, yeah. Let's get it. Let's get into it. Why not? My teeth are fine. <laughs> well, thank. Tune thank in next week <laughs> for more thrilling tales. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things that I felt was a bigger deal to. It's a, it's a big deal to me. Yeah. And uh, I we didn't get time to talk about it yesterday. I teased it as a big story because to me it's a big story the more i've thought about it since it's a very routine story Mm -hmm. that has very little interest nope apart from the fact that my dentist was legitimately called dr butt and that's never not funny Mm b-u-t-t that's hilarious that is hilarious uh but i didn't know that until the end but you didn't know that i didn't know that until the end when she handed me the sort of thing that says Dr. Butt. Dr. Butt, here's your teeth. <laughs> you're, you're missing these teeth. I forgot how many teeth I've got missing. Have you got missing teeth? Yeah, I had them yanked really? out. I had them yanked out when Where? I was, My teeth are too big. I was once told so got that I'm, smile. I'm two sizes off the the size where they stopped making them. So, like, the, the brackets, because I had braces as a kid. Right. These are not natural. I had a fang. A fang that just stuck out. It was oh, like yeah. a horizontal. It was the one next to my two front teeth. So mm-hmm. the inci- not the incisor, but the one in between them, canine. Uh, it was horizontal, sticking out. No way. Yeah, yeah, it's goofy looking. But uh, the the brackets that they put on the back molars of your teeth, they have to fit round the circumference of your teeth. The, the, mine were the the were the third largest size you could get. Wow. And they had to be made bespoke as soon as you got out of that yeah man so, yeah, big teeth so they had to yank four of my teeth out to Oof. to make room for my teeth to move into place man i thought i had it back so i had, I had big teeth mm. I mean, i've still got big teeth now but i had big teeth big braces um when i was a, a kid i had the the sort of brace that's one it's a mouth brace but it's all connected so it connects your top and bottom jaw together Whoa. and you've got like and you've got a place to rest your tongue complete with headgear 
that I had to wear at school. Oh, you had to wear it at school? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, right? I feel like that stopped happening. That stopped happening about a year before I got my braces. (laughs) Because I remember seeing that in American sitcoms, and I thought, this doesn't happen over here. No, it does, yeah. And my, my best friend's dad was an orthodontist, and he said it doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, well, I did. But I had, you did. I had the headgear, and then I got train tracks after that. Yeah, yeah, and to Classic sort out my tracks. my my pearly whites that I've got now, mm-hmm. eh, which are fine, I suppose. The Americans think we've all got bad teeth. Well, yeah, that's because um, the Americans have all got like all their teeth. They've all got the, fake teeth. They're all the same size. It's because they freak mouths. They chisel them down and they put in veneers. Is that what it is? Yeah, like Tom. You've seen Tom Cruise's teeth before. He got veneers no, in the 80s. I don't know what a veneer oh, is, to be oh, honest. Oh, okay, so veneers, my sister had it done. Uh, I, I went with her to, to, you know, to like make sure she was okay when she was having it done. My parents were out the country. And I was in the room reading Marvel comics <laughs> as she was getting her... What happens is you get your teeth, and then they chisel away at all your teeth to make sort of jagged, uh, like... Well, fangs, really. Mm. So it, they're upside-down triangles, if you're imagining your top row. Yeah, and using that as kind of a plug, they put on perfect fake teeth. No yeah. way. So if you watch anything like uh, The Only Way Is Essex or Made in Chelsea, which I wouldn't, they usually have that that sort of Essex smile where you're like, or, or Hollywood smile where you're like, those teeth are too perfect. Sure, some are probably braces and real teeth, but I I think that the vast majority. Are these fake teeth? Oh, they've got no leg to stand on then when they're saying, like, well, your teeth are awful. It's like, well, yours are fake. Well, yeah, you know, well, they've they've put in the time. They're very expensive. You've got to admire someone to go through the procedure. What, and then insult people <laughs> for not spending that, not wasting that money. So there was a bit in the procedure where my sister, halfway through, they gave, they give them a break. It was like a three-hour-long thing. Oh, no thanks. <laughs> Absolutely no thanks. And she sits up. She's a bit high on the drugs. And she smiles at me and she says, how am I look? (laughs) And I just, "Ah!" (laughs) I couldn't hold in the terror because it was just this bloody mess of jagged, jagged fangs. Nasty. Uh, I probably shouldn't tell that story on the podcast. (laughs) Well, it's too late now. (laughs) I'm not going to edit it out. Uh, Big thanks to uh, Jem for getting in touch with an email that says, Luke, you've messed up again because I keep pronouncing his name wrong. No, that's it. I think that's wrong. I think it's just Jem. Okay. Jem's cool. Yep. So I think it's Jem. What a Jem. But, you know, it's your own fault. You didn't spell it phonetically, even though I kept asking you to. But it's uh, spelt C-E-M, right? Yes. But it's yeah. pronounced G-E-M. Which, with that's when you said, oh, it's Hem. Like, with a bit of sort of, like, the phlegmy sound with it. And I was like, well, Ollie's such a smart man. He probably knows. Not with pronunciation stuff. No, I should have known, really, shouldn't I? Uh, this comes in from Robin, uh, Hi Luke, Brackets, and Ollie, Laurie, etc. Glad to hear you've, quote, Marie Kondoed your house recently. I look forward to the update in six weeks' times when you lament where all your stuff has gone and how you now are buying it all back again, which might be what happened to me when my wife got hold of the book, Brackets, I'm a Librarian, last year. Love the show. Regards, Robin. I don't think I'm going to get to that point because I've got rid of a load of stuff that I thought, I don't need this. Absolutely do not need this. This, Some of the stuff that I got rid of has been in storage for seven years. It doesn't bring you joy. It does I've been, bring- I have been telling you for four years, if, it, if it's in storage, you probably don't need it. And yep. you're like, but I'm going to give it to my kids. Yeah. <laughs> this and is my I, legacy. And then I picked up these toys that I was like, gives my kids like, these are, I don't, I'm not going to give my kid a Bubba Hotep action figure. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that, I, an eight year old is not going to be like, have you got a, an action figure that's Bruce Campbell dressed up as Elvis? I have actually, funnily enough, but it's not really articulated. So you can't really play with it. It's more for, it's more to look nice. 
if anyone's kids get into niche cult movies at the ages of eight years old, I think it would be your kids. <laughs> so maybe that was a mistake to throw that away. Well, I've, I've kept the Bubba, I've kept the uh, yeah the Bubba Hotep figure and my my two Dawn of the Dead figures. Um, but I've got all my Ultimate Muscle figures that I bought when I went through an Ultimate Muscle phase. What's Ultimate Muscle? Ultimate, you never seen Ultimate Muscle? It's no. where the name Muscle Buster comes from. The Samoa oh. Joe's finishing. Oh, movie. I didn't know that. It's an anime of about wrestling. What? Yeah, it's it's a really really wicked cartoon, and I had like a load of action figures from it. Uh, you essentially bought them. They were all like tiny action figures. They came in sort of like big bulk set things. So I had quite a few of those. I've got. I'm getting rid of all of them, and I'm getting rid of my Bob and Doug McKenzie action figures that McFarlane released uh, a number of years ago. I think we should probably inform Swaft Nation members what condoing is. Marie Kondo. Yeah, because I well, feel gonna, like it, I'm gonna defer it might be quite you, niche. I'm going to defer to you here, though, because you read it before it was cool. I did, I did. Uh, Marie Kondo is a, a petite Japanese woman who has revolutionised the world of tidying up. I read her book a couple of years ago. Before uh, it was cool. Before it was cool, lest uh, you, you not be aware <laughs> that I'm cool. I read books on tidying up. Yep. Um, so ahead of the curve. Well, I, I've, I've got another hot tip. Oh, yeah? Because a monk last year released a book on cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that, 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 was, that was the Marie Kondo of 2018. Oh, yeah? So anyway, she, she sort of, it's about going through your possessions and going, do I really need this? Or her thing is, does it give me joy? Does it spark joy? Does it spark joy? And if you say no, you throw it away. Or you give it to charity, you get rid of it. And... Uh, she she's got a Netflix series out of nowhere. Yeah, I've not watched it. My wife has, uh, which is why we're having this sort of big tidy. But it was a tidy that we needed to do because I had far too many t-shirts mm. that I didn't need. And some of these t-shirts I've had since I was fourteen. And I was looking at these t-shirts, being like, do I need to wear a t-shirt that I was wearing twenty years ago? It's all faded. It's it was too big for me then. It's too big for me now. <laughs> like I don't need to wear. Look at me. I used to buy T-shirts that were XL because I liked wearing baggy T-shirts. I'm 33 years old now. I can't get away with wearing baggy T-shirts. Mm. I need to wear T-shirts that actually fit me. So some of these like Dickies T-shirts and my Carhartt T-shirts, I'm like, I don't need these anymore, really. I'm just keeping hold of these because it reminds me of my teenage years of when I used to go out skateboarding every weekend and I was cool. Take a picture. Take a picture of the T-shirt. Where am I going to put the? T- where am I going to put the picture? On your phone or a Google Drive. Mm. That seems like. A and then you work. can go through the memories. <laughs> I remember so, that T-shirt. So Kondo, if you didn't, if you hadn't watched Kondo or weren't aware of, of her methods, yeah. would you? What would it have changed how you sorted through all your stuff? Um. Well, only because it's like the does this spark joy? Um. But I think I would have gone through the same thing anyway, which would have just been like I have four drawers worth of t-shirts i could really i probably only need two so i'm just going to pick the t-shirts that i like the only thing that's really helped me from the methods that you said you struggle with but my wife was very good at was the folding mm. and, and folding away things and that's much nicer and then when i was cleaning out the second room which we needed to have a sort out anyway because we've got stuff from christmas that we need to find a space for and i was just like i don't need these and i've done it i had done this with my dvd collection uh, prior to uh, Marie Kondo getting her Marie Kondo rather getting her Netflix series and I literally was just taking out DVDs going like when was the last time I watched this oh it was five years ago then I don't need it then oh Scan. Netflix exists yeah Netflix exists I've got Amazon Prime mm. uh, 
music magpies a thing i'm just going to scan these and i'm just going to sell these on i don't care if i'm getting 3p for this dvd of bow selector series one i don't <laughs> think i'm going to need to watch a bow selector season one anytime soon and if i do i can watch it on all four anyway so that's my weekend <laughs> So let's crack on with the rest of the show. We're going to dive into the SmackDown review. Ollie was giving me the eyes there to be like, let's wrap this up, shall well, we? Well, there's a big timer here. I know. I don't but know why I have to give you the eyes. Because you weren't filling the time. You would, uh, you essentially, you'd ended what you wanted to say and be like, if I just stop talking, he'll have to go into the SmackDown review. Exactly. Yeah, what, what do you want me to do? Carry on a conversation until I... Uh, I was going to go into the I SmackDown... I had nothing to add. Well, anyway, we're going to the SmackDown review now. We're going to be kicking off with that odd Mandy Rose Jimmy Uso segment because well really we want to talk about Andrade Ray but I'd already done that for the Smackdown review so the rest of Ramble review is based around this but we do spend about 12-13 minutes on it so get ready here's the show well we're talking so the latest in I guess a year period or maybe two years of soap opera storylines I keep getting these that there's been three hotel room storylines i feel mm-hmm. of the last couple of years well, i can think of two what's the well, th- including this one yeah that's what so I'm you've got the two. you've got the enzo amore and lana seduction one do you remember this no this was a big thing what was this do you not remember this no absolutely uh, not yeah. was enzo- i not here no no you were totally here enzo amore was sort of tempted to a hotel room and lana was there lana was texting uh enzo a lot and Big Cass was like, I don't think you should go. And Enzo, like, played it perfectly. This was back when we all liked Enzo. And it goes in, and Lana's there. But it's all a ruse, a ruse, Sev. And Rusev jumps him and attacks him. I have no memory of that whatsoever. For me, that is the top. That is the top uh, hotel room angle. It was a really fun brawl in there. It was built up really well throughout the night. Amore's uh, delivery was all very good. Then you had the... One Night in Milwaukee. One Night in Milwaukee See, that for me is, That for me is the top. Granted, because I can't remember the Enzo one, so mm. it, it automatically jumps over that one. Um, so that's my favourite of the hotel storylines thus far. Also involving Lana. <laughs> but they're the baby faces this time, and Aiden English is trying to insinuate that there was an affair there. God, what a great little storyline that was. I say great, it's a strong word. But what a good little storyline that was. Yeah, that for the three just, weeks. For three weeks. And then they were just like, nah, I'm bored of this now. We're yeah. just going to completely drop it. Uh, and then, of course, there's hit. You said you had another one. The, well, I can think of two: this one and the Milwaukee oh, right. one. I could, oh, right. uh, yeah. The Enzo, the only Enzo storyline I can remember that involved a, a woman mm. was the Nia Jax thing. Yes, that's about the well, only Enzo storyline I can remember that involved a uh, female. He's a what babe magnet. What did it lead to? Uh, I can't remember. Did I Ka- did Cass and Rusev have a match? Ooh, probably. Enzo probably got ragdolled for a couple of weeks, <laughs> and then Biggie. No, not Biggie. Big Cass. Beat him up. Was Rusev in a random tag match, a, a tag team at that point as well? I seem to remember Rusev being in a really ah, weird with tag Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal, that's right. Anyway, let's Maybe talk that's about what it was leading to. So that's uh, a trip down WWE hotel room angles <laughs> from between 2016 and 2019, and could, now we have a tell, new entry. Could you tell that we were struggling to think of a topic for this episode? Which was Mandy Rose. She's been trying to seduce Jimmy Uso recently, not because she fancies Jimmy, as she revealed on this episode, but because she wants to screw with his real-life wife, Naomi. Yeah, she hates Naomi that much that she wants to... She revealed to Sonia Deville in a backstage segment that she she hates her so much that she wants to destroy her marriage. And 
I know some people may argue, hey, they've been building this feud on Twitter, on social media. None of this has played out on TV. It's just one week they just decided that they hated each other to this degree. And it's been like a, a wild brawl every mm. week since then. Well, that, and we still haven't had that Mandy Rose-Naomi match that we're cheated out of She's week a, after week. Well, you've got to build to the pay-per-view match, haven't you? That's yeah, what we're yeah. really oh, building yeah. to here. The showdown in the Women's Royal Rumble. It's going to be heated. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it will certainly happen. So Mandy has been texting Jimmy pictures of her more covered up than when she normally wrestles. So she wrestles in like quite a skimpy bra and pants combination. Yeah, and, then she, and she texts him pictures in a bathrobe or yeah. a bath sheet. Bath sheet, as we as discovered we last discovered. week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that was last week. Um, the week, I can't remember what they did the week before as well. But now, either way, it's been the same thing. Mandy Rose has done something involving Jimmy, Naomi finds out, and they have a brawl. And as far as I can tell, the storyline is Naomi doesn't believe that Jimmy is interested in Mandy whatsoever, but Mandy is still trying because she wants, and now we've discovered this mm. week, because she wants to destroy their marriage. And it led to an awful segment. I thought this was a, I thought this was crap. So uh, we had the, by the way, we, we, we seemed to be off the mark yesterday in the Raw review. Uh, I, I, I was quite surprised that everyone enjoyed those lackluster NXT call-ups. <clears throat> yeah, well, but yeah. hey, people hey. did. So, yeah, well, Fair play to you. We, we, we will be very positive later on in SmackDown's review because it has the fantastic Andrade versus Rey Mysterio match. I thought this was a great 90-minute show with half an hour of pants in it. Mm. Literal pants. Literal pants. And Mandy this, got her pants out. And this was part of the 30 minutes of pants. So it starts with the Usos. They're having a photo shoot. They're being cool. And Jimmy gets a present. Oh, it's his anniversary soon. He opens it and he reads this really nice message. And then he goes, huh, from Mandy. Yeah, Jay's reading the message. Mm. And he then, like, because Jimmy wasn't looking at the present. He was just listening to the letter, you know, waiting to hear what the letter says and then look at the present. And it reveals that the present is a hotel key. It's a hotel key for Mandy Rose's mm, room. A key card. A key card, exactly. Um, and we then, uh, later on in the show, we then see the, the backstage segment between Mandy and Sonya where Mandy reveals her dastardly plan, which is to ruin the marriage of Jimmy and Naomi because she she hates us so much. This really was the intu- the main intweaving... Is that a word? Intweaving? Well, it is now. Intweaving narrative throughout SmackDown. They're like, no no other bits got... Sure, other bits were promoted throughout the night, but this was a story that was told across different segments throughout the show. Yeah. And I, this was an interesting one with Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville because Deville was like, that's too far, love. Mm. Which kind of insinuates to me, and based on Sonya getting annoyed with Rose a couple of months ago that Mandy Rose was cheating so much, that maybe Sonya is setting up a breakaway from this act. Just as they introduce the tag titles. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and they can't break them up now. They need the teams. I love my tag teams with friction in. Oh, yeah, that's always the best way. Okay, I want my tag teams with friction in, but with the larger feuds, I don't want any tension. And thankfully, that's what I got. Because, as you said, Jimmy Uso decides to go to Mandy Rose's hotel room. Let's work. Yeah. Now, what you want here is a... a, a a situation where it looks like Jimmy might be going to do it, or at least it could fool Naomi that he's into Mandy. And that would, you know, that would create tension. That would create tension between Jimmy and Naomi. It would create more tension between Naomi and Mandy. And it would create tension between Mandy and Jimmy because she's screwed him over there. 
we didn't do that. No. We we just got <laughs> Jimmy coming in saying, you know, well, you know, we can't I, do I'm, this. I'm married. He walks out, and then Naomi walks in. Well, so no, no, all... no, no, you've, you've, you've missed a key point there. What's that? So the way this works is that Jimmy, mm. he, he's unsure about doing it. He's unsure about, you know, he's left work, essentially, to, to come to this place. He's horny. Clocked out Surprise, early. Otis Dozovich <laughs> didn't just grab the key and run in. Oh, pretty lady. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. She, and, he, and he swipes the thing in and he walks in. Multi-camera setup, which I'm, I'm not a fan of. <laughs> he wrote hate, that down too. Hates multi-camera setups, just, just to make sure we all know it's not real. And then he walks into the room and Mandy's there and she's wearing like this sort of silk gown thing. Mm. She stands up and she takes the silk gown it's off. It's very fetching. And she's wearing more than she would do when she wrestles. But it's a sexier. Sometimes it's not about how much flesh is uncovered. It's about what the clothes are. (laughs) Okay. I'm a fan of clothing design. (laughs) I I just enjoyed the clothes. Uh, Well, all right. Take them off the lady. Ginny, the fashionista over here. (laughs) So anyway, Mandy's standing there in her skimpy outfit. Next thing you know, Peter Parker runs It's lingerie. Yeah. It's Andre. So a photographer runs in from out of nowhere and starts Peter snapping Parker, yeah, and starts snapping some pictures, right? And to so sell it, to the Daily Bugle. Exactly. Jane Jonah Jameson. He wanted pictures of Spider Man, but he was busy. He had a, he had another job to get to, and uh, so now it looks like this photographer has got these pictures of Jimmy standing next to Mandy mm. Rose in lingerie, which, as you said, would further the storyline because ne- like Mandy then says, "This has nothing to do with you." This has everything to do with how much I hate Naomi. And she is going to be devastated when she sees these pictures. And Jimmy's like, oh, man, my dick got me in trouble again. This is a problem. Disappointed in myself. Mm. And he goes to walk out. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I don't like the multi-camera setup thing. It's all a bit phony. I'm not really into this storyline. But, hey, at least the storyline's furthered. And then all of a sudden, the camera whips around. Naomi was standing there the whole time? I'm confused by that, yeah. So what, what? she was standing there in a completely bright green onesie. So visible. Yeah, like, or, well, you know, usually to my eyes and your eyes, that's a dead giveaway that she's, she's there. I could hear her. <laughs> that's <laughs> how loud she was. I could just hear her, that outfit. So you- and, uh, but it's all green. What do we use green for? Ah, uh, green she screen. She was green screened out. I see. Yeah. She was a big floating head. Yeah. Yeah, big air. Yeah. So, yeah, so Naomi was standing there the whole time. Because I did think to myself, I mean, yeah, Naomi will be devastated when she sees these pictures. But all she's got to do is go on the WWE YouTube mm. channel and just see the segments in full and realize that it was all a Rusev. So, so, yeah, Naomi was standing there the whole time. And then they had a brawl. And... I might be mistaken on this. My review hasn't gone out yet, but I'd imagine everyone is going to say that I've got this wrong. Mm-hmm. But when I was watching this, it then looked like Naomi threw, sorry, Rose threw Naomi over a chair and she ran into the bathroom. Mm, I, I remember as her running out. But there was, but the door, so Jimmy walked through this door here. She ran to a door over here. Oh, okay. Which would suggest to me that's the bathroom, unless this is a hotel room that has got two entrances. Well, some do. Which, they which have big it could be. rooms onto rooms. Yes, it yeah. could be. Oh, I don't think it would. Maybe. I don't it didn't know. look like that kind of hotel to me. Yeah. So it looked to me like she'd run into the bathroom, which to me suggested, like, well, now you've trapped yourself. Because mm. if Naomi wants to continue this fight, she's got the advantage. You're trapped. Yeah, but if you're going to be trapped anywhere... Somewhere where the toilet is pretty good. And a shower in case you've got to smell it. Yeah. Yeah, So I think that's one of the better places to be trapped. Yeah. So I'm quite hyper aware of us being critical because we can be critical about big, you know, big things. I think that's fine. But 
when we start to get into the nitty gritty, like, well, it wasn't filmed right, then I can see why people would be annoyed with us, uh, like like they were for yesterday's Raw review. But, <laughs> yeah, the whole multicam setup really got to me, because, okay, there are ways to film this, easy ways, easier ways to film this, that make it all make sense. So you just have it kind of like a fixed camera. Mandy, remember the Alexa Bliss, Mickey James thing, and they just left the camera on, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that was broadcast to Nia Jax? That sort of didn't make sense either. But do that. Mandy has put a camera somewhere in the room, and that's where this feed is, and it's being broadcast to all of SmackDown to get to Naomi. Yeah, you could do this bit. That makes ne- sense. You could do this bit next week. So you have him get the key card. You leave that as the cliffhanger. Then next week, Naomi's doing something. And Randy Rose comes out and goes, oh, actually, I've got something to show you here. It's video camera footage that she shot from a mm. hotel room. Yeah, and the, 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 shot, the shot of Jimmy getting to the door is security cam footage. So you don't, you're not there going like, oh, well, there's, there's a film crew there. And every time it cuts to a different angle, you're either like, well, that's either another film crew holding that camera or it's intercut in separate takes. Or it's been edited, yeah. Yeah, so, so it, it takes me completely out of it. Uh, but yeah, so if you've got all that, to then have a photographer jump in when there are so obviously, this is so obviously being documented on video, to have him jump in, I was just like, I'm done. Now, this could have worked if the story was better and the performances were better. Because that's, I, I really like the Enzo lana stuff i really like the aiden english lana i stuff. loved that that was filmed so perfectly good. because it was, it was aiden english his, on his phone <clears throat> exactly he was practicing singing perfect so that, makes sense that made sense uh the enzo lana one didn't because it was filmed kind of similarly but it was so wacky and they were such good performances you're like i don't care if this doesn't make sense this is just soap opera silliness color me sports entertained mm-hmm. the problem here is that jimmy it's a great promo. He was not a good actor here. He was. It was very flat. Mandy, same. Uh, and Naomi, she just brawled. Like so, there was no real. And the story itself had no tension. Like we said, no one was. There was no actual genuine misunderstandings here. And there was no big re- Like the reveal of Naomi was just a bit awkward. So yeah, it's it's at the bottom of all the hotel storylines for me. How long do you think Naomi was hiding in that room? Hmm. I don't. I don't know. Like how when did it she? Worked. When did she get wind that Na- that Mandy had given him a key? I and, and then how did she get into the room? I took it as Jimmy told Naomi right away, and that's why Jimmy went to the room. It was to set up Naomi jumping up, and that's why he did some re- like that's why he was doing acting on the outside about wondering whether he should go in or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm try. I'm trying, man. <laughs> I'm trying my hardest to explain why this played out the way it did. Yeah. Uh, I must give props, though, to Corey Graves on commentary, who, uh, like, I think Byron was saying, why would you go there? You've got Naomi as your wife. And Corey Graves says, if you've got a winning lottery ticket, you shouldn't be afraid to cash it in, mm. which I thought was very funny. Um, this kind I think of- someone took the knock with that on Twitter because they'd sent me a message saying, like, I hope you bring this up in the review because it's essentially Corey Graves um, uh, advocating for adultery. Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's the whole storyline. He's the heel commentator. I, I think that person might have been worked mm. into getting heel heat there. But uh, so this kind of brings up a larger question with Alexa Bliss's semi-topless angle the the night before. Is is WWE bringing back some kind of attitude era thing? Uh, they're certainly they're blonde female characters are definitely being sexualized. I've got no problem with that. 
if it plays into a story and there's a character reason for it. I think there's there's effective sexualization and there's gratuitous sexualization, which serves no purpose. I think the Alexa Bliss one is certainly in that category, whereas this one was in the former category because it was being done for a storyline. Mm, yeah. Uh, maybe the Alexa Bliss was in the other one, but it was so confusing <laughs> that we didn't know what was going on. I've gone back and looked at pictures of yeah. Otis on the stage. He's got like white on his face, like white powder on his face. So he did a line. Well, it, well, could be that he just like like Ric Flair just buried his face into a big pile of coke, mm. or it's like powdered sugar from donuts. It's it's weird. That's all I'm saying. We saw him at the start of this episode making a weird protein shake. Could just be protein powder. Could be protein powder. But again, very poorly explained. I um so back on this segment, I thought it was pretty poor. Um, I, I've seen some people say that uh, the Alexa Bliss thing was good because it quotes bring back the Attitude Era, and that's the bit that we liked of the Attitude Era. I don't agree with that. I think that's those are the sort of bits of the Attitude Era we probably should have learned from and realized eh, what, what some of the things that we did there probably should be left over on this side of things. It's a bit like um, Sam Raimi when he did Evil Dead. He has a scene in the original Evil Dead where the woman gets raped by a tree and he was 19 and he thought that was really cool and edgy. But then later in on in interviews and like the DVD release like I really regret that scene mm. because it was really childish and not cool at all and if I had the chance to do it all over again I would not do that scene mm. because he learnt from that. So I, I don't mind the, the Mandy Rose thing because it's being done as a storyline reason and it's not a great storyline, but at least it's a storyline. The Alexa Bliss one was just like, hey, this will make a really good YouTube thumbnail. Let's get 2.4 million hits out of it. Mm. Well, I mean, we are going to use the Mandy Rose one as the thumbnail. So. I did think Cultaholic were really smart by using the Alexa Bliss thumbnail as well. Yeah, you, you made the error by going with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, why? Well, yeah, that's me thinking Bobby's the draw. <laughs> Bobby's the new Intercontinental Champion. No one cares about Bobby. People care about Booby. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So SmackDown kicked off. I was so worried because it kicked off with a, a, a car, car arriving. arriving backstage as a cold open. And I was like, oh, not another McMahon. It wasn't a McMahon. It was the man. It was. Because Becky Lynch got out. I thought that was nice because it kind of, it conditions you to see, oh, Vince McMahon is really important. He gets out of a car on SmackDown. Becky Lynch is I felt like she was elevated yeah. even more so because of that. And if you have, I mean, you, if you wanted to comment that we were too negative about the show, you'll have already done so. But I thought this was a very, very good episode of SmackDown. And I thought actually the first hour in particular was was ace. Mm. Really, really good. And that starts off with this Becky Lynch thing. She gets out of the car. She walks past uh, the New Day who are observing... Uh, heavy machinery making this smoothie that's made out of eggs and pancakes and ham and what looked like a bag of Haribo. I couldn't quite work it out. But they were making this sort of crazy concoction. And you got always going like, yeah, I'm making this morning. And it's great. And Tucker's going like, yeah, do it, Doze, do it, Doze. And the New Day, wacky New Day, going like, this is a bit wacky. It's too far for it's them. It's too far for them. Becky shows up. Xavier Woods with a perfect reaction unzips his top to reveal he's wearing a Becky Lynch t-shirt. So good. And... Becky then drinks some of the smoothie and goes, it's a bit weak for me. Yeah, pops it, it down, and she just struts to the ring. And then I thought she had a wicked segment with Asuka. Well, I, even before that, uh, Becky gets out the car. Kayla Braxton, I think it was, asks her, so, what? you know, Asuka said this, this, this. They do a little interview thing, which is fine. Becky walks off and then turns around, throws her car keys to Kayla Braxton like she's a jabroni. Yeah, park my car, employee of it WWE. Was, it was proper, like, rock coachman level yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was, it was. And Kayla didn't catch it at all. And <laughs> Becky just turns around and goes, good catch. <laughs> that was badass. And then, yeah, then she had the, the line about not strong, and uh, a bit weak for me. Yeah. Uh, that heavy machinery, I almost wish, because I think this was a fine segment in isolation for heavy machinery, I just would have preferred this sort of stuff maybe two weeks after they've actually wrestled a match. While I agree with you, I thought this was a much better usage uh, of, or a much better way to get over the characters of yeah. Heavy Machinery as the, the comedy characters that they are. It's a much better way of getting them over that way here than they did on Raw where he looked like a horny goblin. Yeah, I, yeah this made sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, the other one I was just confused by. <laughs> 
and felt a bit weird afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah, so Becky then comes down to the ring. She starts like, essentially, she buried WWE creative for just copying her character and trying to paste it onto other wrestlers, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, and she said, but she always delivers on our hype. And like, hey, Asuka, she had a lot of hype going into WrestleMania last year. And hey, she didn't live up to that hype. She couldn't even beat a woman that I beat five months straight <laughs> all over the world. I thought that Becky was really, really great in this promo. It was good that she pointed out like actual pitfalls with Asuka. Like, you dropped off the radar yeah. after WrestleMania. And that's not Asuka's fault, really. That's the WWE creative team, like you said. It's just but, not the story they wanted to tell. Yeah, but uh, it, it was nice to sort of just acknowledge that and then we can move on. And Asuka feels like more of a bigger deal because you've acknowledged it and moved it out the way. Yeah, you've taken a abject failure mm. and turned it into a storyline, which sort of makes sense. Yeah, material. quite good. It's now material for a feud, yeah. which is which is good and use of it. Uh, Asuka came out and then said, "Hey, you're not you're not just going to be in Charlotte's shadow soon," which is kind of Becky's biggest emotional bugbear, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. like. As much as she's beaten Charlotte, she is obsessed with Charlotte. It's a really nice character trait. Yeah. Uh, she said, you're also going to be in my shadow when I beat you. So I, th- I thought it was a very effective it promo. W- it was a very effective promo. Clearly someone backstage didn't think it was that effective, though, because they had Corey Graves repeat some of it verbatim after she said it. Mm. Um, then the Iconics came down and did their little usual shtick. They had a funny line saying that Becky's bossy which is typical behaviour for a man. And that got heat. Like, the crowd booed that. I'm a man. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, who's that insulting? Is it Becky? Is it women? Is it me? (laughs) Wait, yeah. I thought that it's it's kind of... um... It, it, it sort of shows just how far the Iconics have fallen off uh, the, the, the radar, really, because, you know, they lose all their matches. They barely had any worthwhile TV time in all of 2018. So they come out to just shockingly little heat, like absolutely no heat whatsoever. And even when they do their promos, like where they said, we're going to win the Rumble, we're going to win the Tag Tiles, people don't care. Mm. People, don't, uh, people aren't asked about the Iconics anymore, which is... A real, real shame. Yeah, they had a lot of potential as promos, not as wrestlers. I think. It's, I while. don't know why you're so down on them as wrestlers. I think Peyton Royce in particular is really good. I have yet to see proof of that. Well, if you watch NXT, Ollie, if you, do, I only just... watch the takeovers. We've been through this. So Becky turns to Asuka uh, and has this awesome line where she goes, "You want to see why I'm the best?" And then she just turns round and she checks which one of you iconics wants to get in here and I'll kick their ass. And it's Peyton Royce and. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's a, uh, it's Royce gets the upper hand when Billy Kay interferes, and it goes, you know, as as long as it should do really. And then Becky just taps her out at the end. But the the only thing of note really was Lacey Evans watching backstage. Aye, she's really been paying attention to how to watch her TV classes down at the performance center because mm. she had that nailed. Yeah, she's really really good at watching it from an angle. It's part of her etiquette training, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And she was there drinking what I believe was an old fashioned. I think that's what wasn't it. Wasn't it? In a, it was in quite a. Wasn't it in a large glass? No, it was not in a large oh, glass. Oh, it was like no. a big tumbler. Yeah. Ah. Classy lady. Mm. She's not drinking no cocktails with like straw, like with palm trees coming out of it and cocktails. Curly things. straws, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Umbrellas, that's the word I was after. I've ridden good grief, that's lame. <laughs> I, I said in my review, it was better than raw. Yeah, I guess it's better than raw. Here, she was actively watching wrestling. She. If you don't know, if you did not know who Lacey Evans was, that segment from Raw, you wouldn't have no idea. Mm. You wouldn't know she was a wrestler. She could be anything. At least here, she's watching <laughs> wrestling. I don't want to get sucked into the NXT call-up vortex, but <laughs> 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 um, 
it's I think these are actually quite effective ways to debut these acts because like we said they're not the top tier of NXT talent that's no. being called up here it is not even the the mid card it's like the undercard wrestlers they're, they they're not on takeovers they're really they're bodies to fill up a card yeah so Lacey Evans she's never going to be anything of note anytime soon in on the main roster so she doesn't need a big hot angle. Maybe, like you said, like the drifter, just have them appear backstage and you slowly weave them in to this this continuity or this universe. What I have the problem with is the month of video packages that were run hyping them. Like that's, have one or the other. Yeah. Like if you've got the video packages running, make it a big debut. Don't Don't have video packages running and then just cameo appearances, and then something happens. And I, I do get the argument that just like, hey, you can't just keep bringing NXT guys, like NXT guys and girls, and just putting them into the main event scene. Like, I completely get yeah. that argument. And I don't think there is anything wrong, as you say, with introducing a character like Lacey Evans like this, where she's watching wrestling, she's scouting things, or Heavy Machinery doing like comedy skits backstage, or EC3 just posing in front of a camera. I think my issue with it is that they've done six of them at the same time mm. with that month yeah. of video packages and then on two shows they've just had these random people just showing up doing random things backstage and that's when you do when you do four of it does it's not effective no yeah if if, if Vince McMahon one, fine on the same opening segment as the McMahon family's announced a new era that's when you start doing these things don't build my anticipation for a month. That's on you, WWE. But I said I wouldn't get into this. <laughs> you are ju- you're just like Principal Skinner. I didn't get into Maybe it. it's the kids that are wrong. Uh, so Asuka gets in after Becky's victory and just starts awesomely screaming in Japanese. So much better than when she cuts a promo yeah. in English. So much more effective. She sounds terrifying. Yes. Yes, she does <laughs> sound scary. And she turns around and is like, you get it. Oh, no, she goes after them, doesn't she? Yeah. Well, Grabs she's Billy Kay. She's cutting a promo in Japanese. Billy Kay doesn't know that she's challenging her to a match. So she's walking away, helping her friend at the back. Mm. And then and I'm a big, big fan of Billy Kay because I think her facial expressions are awesome. Like, she's so funny with, like, selling peril. And Asuka just grabs her, throws her into the ring. And she Asuka locks in the disarmer while staring directly at Becky Lynch. Yeah. That was great. And then she transitioned into the Asuka lock and got the very, very quick win. Uh, the only other thing I, I suppose I wanted to mention about this segment, which I thought was really, really good. A, it puts over Becky and Asuka as both equally badass winners, and that's a good thing. Good use of the Iconics there, I suppose. I, I thought that was awesome. Really elevated their title match as well. But, and this is something that's a very small thing, but I really appreciate it. Becky wrestled the match in her street clothes. Mm. She came out for a promo. She wasn't expecting a match to happen. That's a good point, yeah. I, I really I really don't like it. The Miz is as a real bad. He's really awful at this. He if he's not got a match coming up next, apart from on this this show. Prior, <laughs> prior to this show, he would come out in a suit if he was doing Miz TV that was not going to lead to a match. But if it was going to lead to a match, he would do Miz TV in his gear. Mm. And you're like, "Oh, why are you in your gear, Miz?" It's almost as if you knew a match was coming. Hey, he knows how Miz TV goes. Usually has a match with the person yeah. he's interviewing afterwards. But Becky just came out here for a promo, not expecting to have a match, mm. and then she got a match, so, and so she just wrestled in the gear, and I thought that was really, really good. Yeah, I really liked this compared to Raw, because you've got this Ronda-Sasha Banks angle, or feud, where they're just, it's just, no, no, you're misunderstanding, I didn't say that, and Sasha's like, oh, I'm grumpy at you, and they're trying to diffuse the tension, which I don't think's effective, an effective way to build, so negative. Uh, to, to build a, a program, but here... 
they're doing the complete opposite, which isn't based on friendships or, or anything like that. It's, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. Okay. And, th- and there's very few few clearer ways to show that than I'm going to beat one half of a tag act or I'm going to beat the other half of a tag act. Yeah, and I'm going to do it quicker. Yeah. I, was, I, th- I thought this was a, a very, very effective segment. Thumbs up all round. And it transitioned just like last week. There's no pause for breath. AJ Styles' music hits. He walks out. He kind of stares down Becky Lynch and Asuka, yeah. which made me... It puts the women on a level of the men in, in the sort of overall presentation eyes. Yeah, I, really, point, yeah. I really like that. And I thought, is AJ gonna like challenge Becky? <laughs> I thought they were gonna have like a moment or something. I really did. You're like AJ's annoyed. We know he's an emotional hothead. <laughs> We've seen it over and over again. It's a consistent time, character trait. Time and time again, we see it. Uh, and so AJ hops over the guardrail and he walks up through the crowd. And then we go to a commercial break. We come back and he is standing in front of a quote concession stand, which it's a shoot concession stand. Clearly. You reckon? No. No, it's a working one. <laughs> I would say this one looked more worked than last week's one. Well, yeah, they had some weirdly. You don't sell hot dogs pre-prepared what, at a la- concession stand, yeah, no. on paper plates. But he was like, "Look here, I've I've got hot dogs. People want hot dogs. They paid money to come and see it. They can do whatever they want." Daniel People Bryan can eat whatever they want. They can drink whatever they want. Hey, you can buy whatever you want as well. AJ Styles merchandise and it starts flinging out his merch to everyone. I thought it was really cool. All of a sudden. A guy in a hoodie attacks AJ. It's Daniel Bryan. They have this brawl of ending with AJ putting him through a table covered in mustard. Yeah. I, I thought, well, not just mustard, Luke. Hot dogs. Meat. Yeah. That's what Bryan doesn't like. Exactly, because he's a vegetarian, vegan, rather. He was put through meat. <laughs> a meat table match is what I want. A oh. first meat match. <laughs> a lot of beef there. Yeah. Uh so I, I thought it was very good. Ring. I genuinely didn't see Daniel Bryan coming. I that <laughs> caught me by surprise. Was, oh god, he was there. Yeah, I thought I it was well was, hidden. I thought it was a really, really great segment. I and thought it was awesome. So short and re- really just succinct. Yeah, no, there was no fat on it, which is good. And we said last week as well that there's always concern with WWE booking. If they've got three weeks, mm. then they're they're often likely to drop the ball. They'll start really hot and then end with Joe reading a letter. Like, but this, like, I think they've managed to actually maintain the level of heat that this feud has got with two weeks to go or actually next week's the go home show yeah. they might be tell able tell Shane McMahon that well, well, you know, Royal Rumble this Sunday this Sunday <laughs> idiots but um, yeah so I, I think they did a really good job of maintaining the heat they had last week and building on that heat I thought it was really good yeah it's a logical follow up yeah Daniel Bryan cuts one backstage last week and AJ Styles does his own spin on it this week exactly very good I thought it was great then we had the Usos getting the Mandy Rose hotel room card uh, in the next segment. Then Andrade got a, a promo backstage, and this is where they started. I think they announced it at the start, but that they doubled down on it's Andrade versus Rey Mysterio tonight. Yeah, hot damn! They've dropped the name. He he joins Alexander Rusev. I think that Vince just doesn't like a names because Antonio Cesaro, Adrian, Adrian Neville. Neville. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Notice that, yeah. Well, there's a few others. There's Big E Langston, which kind of ruined my. Well, my they, gag. they dropped the, the surname. Well, he's dropped his surname. Oh, yeah. His surname's Almus. Surname and. I really like the 100 bits, yes. the, the CN. I, I, I enjoyed that. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm more into the name Andrade Cien Almus than I am Andrade. I like Cien Almus. Cien Almus. If you're going to drop works, one yeah. of them, drop the Andrade bit. Yeah, good point. No offense to anyone called Andrade out there. Absolutely not. But yeah, so I, it, it's a bit of a shame that they've dropped the name. I don't think we've really heard a reason why. 
they, they've, they've decided to drop the name other than that Vince... Vince hates first names or surnames when it sort of suits him. Because John Cena never lost a surname or a first name. Rey Mysterio. He's always kept his. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, they've all kept theirs. But Rusev lost his. Cesaro lost his. Uh, Adrian lost his. There's no, there's no, Biggie. there's no pattern here. It's nope. uh, well, I guess some are main eventers and the others are mid carders. Um, and you're like, oh, how do I take <laughs> them to the next level? They've got too many names. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be the year of Andrade, is what Zelina promised, and he'll become WWE champion at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, but this week, yeah, what an exciting match to have, Rey Mysterio and Almas. Speaking <laughs> of exciting, uh, we also got a tease that uh, Carmella and Truth's Mixed Match Challenge holiday that they had to Stamford, Connecticut. Oh, man, you can see the wacky video on WWE.com because we're not going to show it on TV. That's a shame because I've, I've watched a few of the videos and they're funny. Yeah? Yeah, one where our truth oh, and Corey Graves yeah, makes coffee in, and Corey Graves is like, it's the best cup of coffee. <laughs> it's the best cup of coffee. And Truth's like, I can't wait, man. I'm waiting for this coffee. It takes ages to make. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gives it to Carmella, and Carmella's like, "This is the worst coffee I've ever had." It was. It, it's a shame because that was the that was the good part of the mix match challenge payoff. I don't want. I don't care for them as number thirty in the Royal Rumble. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So uh, we got that. We also saw uh, Samoa Joe walking backstage, and he walked past EC3 posing in front of a mirror. Mm. Now I think this is a bad way to. That like EC3 I this has was again better than Raw. It, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. but I'm looking for positives here. You know how I said uh, I'm not going to get into the NXT call up vortex. Yeah, but, but how I said earlier that Heavy Machinery and Lacey Evans, those are you know pretty good ways to debut those lower tier acts. But I think EC3 is like has such potential on the main roster. Not a good fit for NXT. But he has such potential on the main roster as a body guy and a promo guy. I th- I, th- I feel like this is a this is a this is not the most effective way to debut him. He's got a lot more potential than a few mirror spots in cameos backstage. Yep, no, I completely agree. But Samoa Joe was walking it, past EC3 to come down for a match against Mustafa Ali, and Ali comes down, but Joe attacks him midway through the. Well, he's on the turnbuckles posing. And he just brutalizes Didn't he just? Ali. But my favorite thing about this was Joe's beating this guy pillar to post. And the crowd start chanting for a table. Samojo sets up Ali to powerbomb him oh, through yeah. an announcer's table. Because announcer tables do count. So I would be winning to wrestle They're desks. <laughs> so I'd be winning. He goes to powerbomb him through the table. But then, because the crowd wants it, he's like, nah. And just throws him into the barricade instead. Yeah. Like a true heel. That is good. That That's very, very smart stuff. Good it's, it's not, psychology. It's not Sammy Callahan levels of good where he went to get uh, people were trying for more steel chairs in that Slammiversary match against Pentagon. But this is still very good. Mm. I thought the best thing about this was Ali's selling. Oh, he's great. So Joe throws him into a ring post and Ali is dead. He is just down. Like some people sell death in different ways. And I, I like the way Ali does it. He looked genuinely... I felt for him. I think it might have been the way his LED heart was flashing like it was broken. <laughs> like, I'm oh, so you Tony Stark. 
malfunctioning. Uh, and then Joe walked off and he threw him into another ring post when yeah. he decided to come back. I thought this was a very, very good segment. Builds a little mini feud going into the Rumble match itself yes. to, to build up the, the Rumble. Puts Joe over as a complete killer and someone who is very, very dangerous. And puts over Ali as the underdog who has to come back against the larger bully. Thumbs up all round. Thought this was great. Yeah, and it, it lasted exactly as long as it, it should have done. Yeah. And Joe cut a promo backstage a few bits afterwards just about the Royal Rumble. That's an example of what he's going to do to everyone. Ring posts are kind of outside the ring, though, Joe. Uh, but, again, really short, really effective. And he said it had a killer line where he says, any man who declares himself a champion, I declare a target. Mm. Oh, that's great. Uh, Mandy Rose had the backstage thing with Sonya Deville. Then we got Rey Mysterio walking to the ring, and it wasn't EC3 in the mirror this time. It was Nikki Cross behind a fence, just kind of screaming, come play with me. Yeah, she wants to play. Really weird to have Nikki Cross appear on SmackDown and not do anything with sanity. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and I'm not, not, I'm get, not, not gonna going to get into that in to the NXT vortex. But? Rey Mysterio <laughs> took on Andrade next. And uh, the commentary just... This was this was a stellar TV oh, match. It was awesome. Mm. Really, really good TV match. And credit to WWE. They presented it the way they should have. The commentary put it over as like a real big-time thing. Throughout the night, they were promoting it. But they, they even had loads of tweets appear on screen at one point. People saying, I can't wait to see yeah. this match. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a really, really excellent presentation of this. Mm. And they delivered... A, a absolutely incredible match. I yeah. thought it was really, really good. An incredible TV match. I want to. I want to put a little yeah. caveat there. And uh, it's a match I would love to see again on pay per view. It's kind of like that's that really, really great TV match is a lost art because you would have you put you have this match on TV, and it's really good and exciting, and you're really into it. But you leave enough in the tank to make you want to go. I want to pay money to see that at a pay per view. Yeah, and that's when you have an even better match at a pay per view. So this was like. This, this was the perfect example of that. I'm such a fan of just solid <laughs> TV matches. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, it started, I really like the pacing. It starts out actually quite slow for about a minute, 90 seconds. Headlocks, feeling each other out. Lucha things. Yeah, and then the crowd are just, you know, they're building anticipation. They were never bored like a Baron Corbin rest hold. And then all of a sudden, boom, kicks into gear. Ray's running, Andrade's running, reversal, flip, ring ropes. Oh, the really good pace. Oddly, the crowd chanted, you still got it at Rey Mysterio. Mm. Never lost it, mate. WWE crowd, probably not keeping up with the last couple of years. He's been around for like a few months now. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's not like, it's not like this was his first match back. Uh, but there were so many lovely spots. There was this, I don't know how they did it. Rey got in an electric chair spot, you know, where he usually does his Hurricane Rana off of it. But Andrade threw them both over the top rope to the outside. Somehow they land... With the same Ray in the electric chair position, but Andrade doesn't let him hit the Hurricane Runner off that. He reverses it into a powerbomb. Yeah, set out powerbomb. Oh. That was great. And they did like, uh, there's a spot where Almas was standing on the apron and Ray did a top rope Hurricane Runner to Almas on the apron, or Andrade, I should say, hmm. like over to the floor. That was, that was some, and then got up and uh, dropped the dime from like yeah. the, the sort of the ring post area thing. It was really cool. Did the Canadian Destroyer. Which uh, Graves called the same manoeuvre he did last week because they don't want to say the word pile driver, mm. I guess. Um, and I'll tell you what, this, do you know what my favourite thing about this match was? And this is something again, like the be- like Becky wrestling in her uh, street clothes. 
this is something that's very minor that I really appreciated. This match had two ad breaks. When they came back from ad breaks, not a single rest hold in sight. Yes. They were just doing wrestling. They even showed a replay of what happened in the break at one point, which was Almas catching Ray with a drop kick when Ray jumped off the top rope. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I wish I missed. I wish I saw that bit. I, I should go to see this live mm. because then I get to see the whole thing yeah, in yeah, full. Yeah, totally. It didn't come back to chin locks or anything like that. No, it came back and it was just moves. And yeah. I, I really, really appreciate that. I really appreciated Zelina Vega on the outside. Oh, they so, they yeah. showed her occasionally and she was just like, Particularly off the Hurricane Rana to the off the apron, she was mortified. She was like, "Oh no, Almas is in trouble." Acting like a manager. Yeah, and then I'm like, "Oh, maybe Almas is in trouble here." You know, it just makes me <laughs> buy into it more. Yeah, really good. And they, you had the Canadian destroyer, but then they went one further and kind of did. So Almas catches the six one nine, same spot as last week, and has him in that crossbody position. And he does a crucifix Canadian destroyer. Yeah. Ray does. It was I think Ray, it was Ray. It was Ray to Almas, yeah. It's Andrade. just always these two guys, when they work together, they feel like it's not just fresh for them two. It's fresh for wrestling. I actually said this in my review, but because we've never seen them in WWE, mm. and because it's only Ray that's doing them, the Canadian destroyer feels like a really fresh, innovative move. Yeah. Despite the fact that we've been watching people do the Canadian destroyer now for... 15 years or whatever it all of a sudden feels like a brand new move 20 if you're John Cena well yeah yeah. and so it, I, I, thought I really really like this and eventually I, I mean if I was to nitpick one thing it would be that I, I'd have preferred Almas to win clean but no. again it's a TV match no. it would be completely nitpicking uh, and yeah Vega got up she caused the interference and uh, Andrade hit the hamlock DDT off the top rope for the win I think the dirty finish was exactly what you wanted yeah because this it, you know this you want to have another match between these two guys, and there needs to be a reason for it to happen. Ray needs to be like, well, you know, you, you, you effectively cheated. Vega distracted the referee, uh, and then that builds the rematch. That's, yeah. I thought it was uh, flawless. There was, there was nothing to correct about this whole, whole bit. Uh, then we got the Jimmy Uso, Mandy Rose bit, which was, come, yep. came down a bit. And then we had the main event, which was promoted throughout the night as well. It was Shane McMahon's birthday celebration hosted by The Miz. It was called a Bestie Birthday Bash. Yeah. You didn't throw me one of those. No, but I will for Laurie. Because <laughs> it's his birthday next week. That's right, it is. I'm going to make a real big deal of it as well. <laughs> I, as soon as I said, those were Chekhov's cakes in the ring. Oh, yeah, totally. When Miz brings Shane over and says, here's a cake. And look, there's a picture of me and you holding the World Cup trophy. I was like, that cake. Someone is going through that cake. Oh, man. Where's Vicky Guerrero when you need mm. her? Uh, yeah, it was. So there's two cakes, and he gave him some Air Jordans, which felt like product placement a little bit because <laughs> Shane McMahon was like, wow, it's the new Nike Air Jordans. I've really wanted a pair of these. Put them so they're facing the camera so we can all see the logos. That's that's honestly how Shane just talks in normal oh, life. Yeah. yeah. He's, you know, really, really Mr. authentic. Roboto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he then had the fluffed line where he said, I can't wait to win the tag titles with you at the Royal Rumble this Sunday. He gave me a bit of a panic attack. <laughs> I was like... And planned for it. Uh, I'm, 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 I can't make it this Sunday or, or whatever. Uh, the, and then he showed him, like, a Miz unveiled a trailer of Shane's career and how it has culminated now with him teaming with Miz. 
And it showed footage from the the, the highlights uh, for me was the WrestleMania X7 match against Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. I love that great match. match. Great, great match. It was really cool seeing like young Shane doing a lot of the stuff that he does now because I'm not the biggest Shane fan in the world. But I think when you do these sort of highlight package, you're like, wow, well, you know, it is quite cool that he is still doing the same thing. It doesn't. He looks like he's aged, mm. but really, he doesn't feel like he's aged. No, mm. quite, I thought it was a very effective video package in that sense. And then the bar came out. So well, I, so I, I really like the bit where Shane said, it's always been my dream. It, it felt genuine when yeah. he said, it's actually always been my dream to be a tag team champion from when I was a little kid coming to the WWE shows. And I wanted my partner to be Andre the Giant. Yeah. Uh, but but nice yeah, line, I'm, yeah. I'm, re- I'm happy it will be with you, Miz. Yeah. I, I bought into that. That was, that was nice. you, Miz, are basically on the same level yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as Andre the Giant. The modern day Andre the Giant. It's what a lot of people call you. Uh, yeah, and then the bar came out too, to interrupt, and they sort of make fun of Shane and Miz for a little bit. And Shane books a match between Seamus and Miz. Miz is like, I'm not in my gear. And Shane was like, hey, man, you're the A-lister. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. And Miz is like, yeah, no, you're right. I can do this. And it was good. They were, like, encouraging each other. And I don't think this really, like, was caught on camera in the, like, the match itself. But the photos on WWE.com have got loads of, vi- of photos of Shane encouraging Miz throughout the match. Mm. And actually, I was like, that's that's quite a nice little story to tell throughout this match. Yeah, yeah, they're both helping each other. And it ended when... It, w- it wasn't much of a match. It was no, no. more of an angle. Uh, Cesaro got on the apron. Uh-oh. Near where the cakes have been moved. Shane got on the apron, threw Cesaro off. Cesaro goes crashing through cakes and tables and Miz rolls up Sheamus for the win. They have learned nothing from feuding with the New Day at Thanksgiving. No. They have learned nothing. And it appears that we are in another bar uh, tag team title feud where they just lose all of their TV matches and then win at the pay-per-view. It's the best way to build a swerve when they win oh, and retain. So, yeah. uh, Shane and Miz beat up Sheamus afterwards a bit with Shane hitting a coast-to-coast while Miz held the other cake in front of Sheamus's face. So that was quite a fun spot. Yeah. I quite liked Miz and Shane together here. I think they're they're working on... I hope Shane doesn't turn heel at Royal Rumble now. I think you want to make me like them incrementally more every week. You don't want to uh, Y2AJ this? No, no, no. Because if they break up next Sunday, I'll just be like, oh, well, I was quite enjoying what was going on. Yeah. But I never fully fell in love with them. But I feel like I could fall in love with them a month from now. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't a massive fan of the, the closing angle. But then again, I don't think I'm massively invested in this storyline, really. It didn't really feel like a, a main event angle. I, no. I would have preferred Mysterio and Andrade to have main evented. Yeah, I think that's probably where it comes from. Because that, I, I, I was on such a high after that match. And then that was drastically like dragged down by the Mandy-Jimmy thing. And then just sort of dragged down further by the, this. Mm. Because I was like, well, this isn't as good as the Andrade-Ray uh, match. I, just, I want more of that, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, but I, I also quite like it getting the main event slot, you know, on the other side, because it just makes the tag match a bit more high profile. They've got a match at the pay-per-view, so it makes sense to give them more a higher profile. Perhaps. I, I, I thought this Royal was a Rumble's very fun... The, pay-per-view. Hmm? the Royal Rumble match is on the pay-per-view. Andrade and Ray are in it. Yeah, but it's not a singles match. <laughs> Everyone knows the Royal Rumble is sold on singles matches. Of not that gimmick thing that we have to sit through. Uh, which, actually, we didn't mention, but they did announce Rusev versus Nakamura for the United States Championship at the Royal Rumble. 
They put up a graphic for Brock and Finn, and then they announced. Oh, I phase out when they run through the card. They didn't run through the whole card. It was only those two matches oh, wow. that they ran through. But yeah, I they announced out very quickly. Uh, Rusev versus Nakamura because the automatic rematch clause. Uh, so I gave I would give this a, a smacktastic I think. Yeah, I, I think smacktastic, low smacktastic because it, I, I, everything really was on that show was getting a smacktastic. But the mm. the Mandy Rose Jimmy Uso thing, which I thought was rubbish, sort of drags it down a little bit for me. Yeah, I, I thought last Tuesday's episode was better. Yeah, but there's still it's a it's a good run for SmackDown, a good start for 2019. Yeah. This comes in. From- what a great way to start the. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna cut off the. Oh um, no! You got to keep in the. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we're back. Yeah. Uh, this comes in from Philip. Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and not Randy. There we go. Listening to the raw review, and in the intro, you both talked about running. Side note: Congrats, Luke, on the fastest time. And yes, twenty-five minutes is a way more accurate time than fifteen minutes, which is fairly fast. A while ago, I made a club on Fit Rankings website. Through this website, you can sign up to a Ramble Run club, and through connected GPS services, everyone can see their running no. progress. My hope is that it will help you mul- motivate people to run, and will help you, Luke, at being able to track all your runs. Also, Ollie, as a person who works for the shoe brand, I'm interested to know what your trainers are. Stay consistent. That comes from Philip, and he sent across the link to this. Oh, okay. Which, which I can post up on Twitter. I'll forward you the email now can we, can we have a look at who's who's top and what their times are i'm gonna go well i was gonna go for a run today this is i want to beat great them. radio while we just check emails and stuff so there are two members currently um, they both here oh oh, oh nikki right. yeah no I just, I just backed into nikki bella yeah the uh the big cardboard cutout we have uh, okay luke owen ramble run uh, where's the link? Oh, Luke. Oh, there yeah, it is. There yeah, it is. There I it is. did send it. Phil actually sent it in two emails because he forgot to put the link in the first Cheers, one. Cheers, Phil. Good one, Phil. Phil Panobianco. Great name, mate. Do you want to answer his question as well? Um, no, I want to see who the members are and what their times are. Rankings. So rude. I've got to join to... Oh, I've got to enter a... Yeah, no, I thought uh... we'll, we'll do this after. We don't, let's not do this on air. Nope, I'm going to do it on air. You talk. Okay, well, I'm going to read out this Agony Art email that comes in from Vacant. Hi, Luke and Ollie. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I have a problem. I've realized I've fallen for a great, smart, nerdy woman friend of mine. The problem is she is with another good friend of mine. Oh, I know I can no. never be with her, but I can't stop thinking about her. Any advice? And I was sent back in November, so, I mean, we're very, very late with our um, feedback here. But uh, what, what advice do you have for Vacant? Um, it's if it's another good friend, I, I'd, I'd say you gotta you gotta get over that, mate. Yeah. Um, that's that's one of the that's that's one of the worst things you can do. I'm sorry, <laughs> I haven't got much much advice. Uh, also, because I'm trying to see who's in the Ramble Run Club. I'm in. I'm in. Sorry, uh, sorry, vacant. It's me, Philip Panbianco, of course, and Horton Seer. So I'm going to put the link to this in the show notes for this podcast. So if you do want to join the group, you are absolutely certainly welcome to do so and track your times. Um, uh, I'm I'm going to see how this this sort of works. Um, Let's have another Agony Art request here, which obviously comes in from Vacants. Philip, uh, Philip has run. If I'm seeing this right, that can't be this week alone, surely. Oh, right. January... 
No, it's this week. It's from Monday. He's already run 14 miles. What? Is he Forrest Gump? <laughs> I just keep running. I can see how many steps he's done. He's done 26,000 steps. How many have you done? I don't know. Well, now you can keep track. Compete. Damn. This is what Ollie Davis needs, I think. This is why he invented Wrestle League, is because he likes a way to compete against people numerically. I think it's an effective way to show how good everyone is. <laughs> There's a reason why the Premier League is structured the way it is. Yeah. So we can decide who is the best. I'm not, I'm not about participation <laughs> trophies. I want to win. I don't want no wooden spoon. I want the cup, mate. Um, but I'm a good loser, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Oh, sorry. So back, I feel like I undersold the person who's in love with that. That sounds serious as well. I know. Yeah, especially if you can't stop thinking about them as well. I've been in that position at university. I was really into a girl that was my housemate's girlfriend. And then they broke up. And I was like, ah, maybe this could be... Uh, an opening for me but I thought you know no I can't because I'm actually very good friends with the, the my housemates and it would just be weird and awkward I was just about to say I would never go out with a long term girlfriend of a, a very close friend of mine but then as I was thinking about saying that I remembered that my girlfriend of five years was the girlfriend of seven years of someone I was friends with at university <laughs> <laughs> So, but I think it depends how close you were to the original person. But if they're still together as well, then there's nothing you can do anyway. No, you should not break those two up. Absolutely not. That's the, um, you do not want to be the Mandy Rose of this no, situation. No. Uh, however, if Get some they though. do break up and you haven't spoken to the, your friend for a while, like a couple of years, uh, for me, there's a, there's a month period. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how long it took me to ask out Anna. <laughs> After she broke up, uh, let's have this quick agony out. What's our time looking like, Davis? Uh, we got we're seventeen minutes in. Cool. Well, let's get through this one. It obviously, comes in from vacant. Hello, Luke Fakador, and that other one. Uh, my name is anonymous. Obviously, I moved to London last August with my partner of three years from New Zealand. Hey, hey, mate. Is that your? I was waiting for you to do an accent, but you you sort of did one from New Zealand. <laughs> it's a little bit flatter. Yeah. Than the Australian accent. It's a New Zealand accent. Just so, for anyone listening to the podcast, uh, the Flight of the Concords have not walked in and, and started doing uh, radio with us. Kiwi. <laughs> you, you just said the word kiwi. Kangaroo. Anyway, uh, life is good, relationship is strong, but the problem comes with our running life. For uh -oh. some, or jogging life, I should say. For some reason, we have lived here for 15 months now, and ever since we have arrived, we, uh, we have had jogging time twice oh wow a nice 271 day gap followed by a three-day gap and then nothing since whenever the hell that was and he's got uh, uh emojis in his email but it's an upside down smiley face which i don't know what that one i means. don't know what that means no um i know it's a two-way street but i'm not sure what's going on here and she hates talking about it brackets great uh, any advice on <laughs> what to do on my end and then he's got two uh, emojis that are like the the gritted teeth one i think yeah it's that one uh, yeah. I, it's like it's, the, it's this noise uh, yeah uh, if I kind hover... of when you count down from 10 in an iron man match yes uh. Uh, so cheers anon brackets we're both 22 years old fyi that's a prime of your sexual life you should be like rabbits jogging <laughs> hopping around like rabbits like Judy hops yeah 
Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> don't let me go down that bunny hole. No. <laughs> Uh, any advice for anonymous? Well, I think it. First of all, you've got to you've got to sort of create a space. Not create a space. What do I sound like? Got you. Got to you. Got to bring it up. You got to talk about it. I know she doesn't like talking about it, but if you bring it up and say, "Hey, this is getting me down. Actually, I feel quite sad because being going jogging, I believe, is actually a big part of relationships, and especially when you're young. So." Do that, kind of come up with a plan, get a spreadsheet down, start logging all the times <laughs> that you th you want it to happen and it doesn't happen. So you can go to her with a load of evidence yeah. and say, look, these look are all the times. Graph. Look at, these are all the times in May 2018 where I wanted to or tried to have sex. Mm -hmm. uh, jogging, jog, yeah, jogging. Come on and, and it didn't happen for whatever reason. And then you can say, like, if she says, oh, but we, you know, we go jogging all the time. So statistically, yeah, here's I'm, the stats. Here are evidence. I'm not saying that you deserve, like, you shouldn't expect it, of course, but you've both got to work at it. It's a team yeah. effort thing. Uh, go out on some dates. Liquor always helps me. <laughs> Oliver Davis, that is terrible advice. But jogging. No, even then. I would say that a, uh, a strong conversation is needed. And I know that your partner is not, she doesn't like to have this conversation, but it's a conversation that needs to happen. Mm. If it's something that bothers you this much, then it's a conversation that you need to have. And she needs to be aware that this is affecting you and your general well-being. So I, I, that would be my advice. How would you start that conversation? We need to talk about this. Oh, no, I think breakup right away. What, offer a breakup? No, no, if you say, uh, we, need to talk, we need to talk about something. I'm I'm too scared. I'm like, what are we breaking up? Well, no. Well, and if if you, anything, then I'm actually letting you down gently because you think it's something really awful, and actually, it's not that bad. Yeah. We can just have a conversation about it. All of a sudden, you feel better about that conversation, right? Sometimes, sometimes I get so immediately anxious that it takes me a few days to recover, and I don't absorb anything anyone <laughs> says. I, I think it's. Uh, I'm going to start yeah, all of our business meetings from now on. <laughs> <laughs> if the, Andy Datsun once didn't text me back for an hour. I thought he was dead. <laughs> in all fairness, with the, the rate that he goes with in, the, um, in our WhatsApp group, mm. I would have thought he was dead as well. He's, uh, he's unwell today. Get, 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 get better, better. Get better, get better Randy. Randy. We do love you, really. Uh, let's have... Um, oh, you're going to tell me no, but do you want a quick poetry corner? Go on, then. Better be short. It's not that short. Uh, hi, Luke. This is a lot of something I've come up with a poetry corner. I haven't written poetry in years, and so Ollie's thoughts on it would be great, too. Keep up the great work. Support WrestleTalk Dan B. Just call me that, not my full name. The Tale of the Universal Championship. Now, you are not going to like this poem based on the first two lines. Uh-oh. I was first warned by a demon whose shoulder got broken. It didn't last long. I was soon left heartbroken. Yeah, you've rhymed a word with the same word. Okay, let's carry on. Yep. I was left alone for less than a day. My new owner was decided in a fatal four-way. It featured Big Cass, Seth Rollins, and Roman. But there was no mention of Big Brawny Strowman. Paul from back office marched down and got going, with pedigree to Seth, handing the win to Kev Owens. I hung with Big Kev for half of the year, and all of a sudden, who should appear? There was a return of Goldberg to try and end Kev's reign. He wrestled in Milwaukee at the event called Fast Lane. Hmm. I was gone from Kevin in just half a minute. The match was so short, if you blinked, you would miss it. 
I was only with Bill for 28 days until in Orlando, Goldberg was slayed. The start of my life with Brock and Paul meant I never got to see much of you all. I was meant for the universe. I could not imagine being treated any worse. Until in Brooklyn, New York at SummerSlam, I had a new owner. Roman was the man. For the next couple of months, I was defended at will. Crown Jewel was looming with Roman until. A sad day for Roman, I was relinquished again. I would then be pursued by the monster among men. I, he was squashed by the beast with five F5s. It was, be, it was a beatdown. He just couldn't survive. Again, I'm left with Brock and Paul. I may have a new owner on the grandest stage of all. That was pretty good. Hmm. What? Sorry, who was that? Was uh, Ben Dan, Danby? Dan, Danby, Danby. You're so far off with Ben. <laughs> well, B was the last. I just heard the last letter. <laughs> yeah, filled in my own name. Uh, yeah, that was very good. Yeah, I, it, it took me down memory lane. I forgot that Big Cass was in that four way. Set for such a big push. Uh, remember, we were all excited. Yeah, we thought what an effective way to get him over as a main eventer. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of, you see um, Umberto Carrillo uh, debuting on 205 Live. Had an excellent match with the Cruiserweight Champion and sort of proved himself and is already now an established star on 205. It's, just, it's amazing what can happen when you give people proper pushes. It's, it's, sometimes it's just difficult to do, I guess. Anyway, that's all we've got time for on this show. Laurie and I will be back tomorrow for the NXT review. We'll have more of your correspondence, of course. Uh, and then we'll be back with the Saturday show. Not Royal Rumble, because it's not this Sunday. That's coming the following week. So, Take care. We'll see you tomorrow. I love you. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.